Yo, 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 what's poppin' everybody? This is your boy, Smackavelli the Don, and you're tuned in the Casual Conversations Podcast. Episode 3 of Season 2, yes. This episode is called Crypto Epidemic, yes. And I have none other than my mans, my cousin, my family member, my bro, a bunch of things. My money consultant, my little bro, Quadir Shabazz. What's good with you, baby? Hey, what's up, man? I'm just... Happy to be on the podcast. I want to thank you for coming out before we start. Before we also start, we are at the time of the recording because y'all going to be late a couple weeks. I'm trying to get some in the bank since it's only me up here. We are at 196 subscribers. I mean, yeah, 196. So if you haven't already, please go like, subscribe, comment, blow us up. Say something negative. I don't care what you do, but interact with the page, okay? We need that from you guys. Now, first thing we're going to start off with is sneak peek. So... I always am late to this, and I always start the conversation, and then Marv got to remind me. Thank you for being my guardian angel, Marv. So this week, we're going to start off with it, because I'm not going to start the conversation and get y'all in tune before we do the sneaks. So let's do the sneak peek, Marv. This week, of course, I have on classics right here. Air Force One's all white with the gun bottom. You see them. I thought we was going to do something regular today. I didn't get the memo that we was popping out with little sneakers and stuff today. Hint, hint to Quadir. Quadir popped out with the blazers, so I didn't know he was coming like this. So, Quadir has the paint splattered blazers. I like these a lot. I think this was a dope pick. I think I like the new look on the blazers with the uh, mud guard in the front. It's a real good look for me. And the paint, yes. the paint splatter makes them go with anything. That's a dope pick. I'm surprised because Quadir don't really do sneakers. So you shocked me today. Time to time. I underestimated my opponent. <laughs> so I, I take that today. What's been up with you, though? Uh, not much. I'm just a little bit tired. Just did a 24-hour shift. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So if you guys don't know, uh, my little bro, Quade, he, uh, he's, he's a firefighter for uh, North. Yeah, for North. Dope, 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 dope. Shout out to you, bro. So a lot of families, you know what I'm saying, they owe a lot of respect to this guy. Um, what's been up with you, though? How you been doing? Uh, I've been doing pretty good, you know, okay. just trying to stay focused. All right. A million dollar mindset on this guy, man. We we was trying to find a name for the show, uh, and it was between that and crypto epidemic and something else that I really didn't like. But this 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 uh, this is one of the younger people who are younger than me that I actually really take advice from. Like if I'm especially when it comes to like the crypto world and certain stuff in life, it's a lot of gems that he that he drops. A lot of people don't get to talk to Qua because uh he a quiet dude, but when he do say something, it's, it's really something important and, and it holds weight. So I I just want to say before we even start, bro, thank you for coming up here. And a lot of people have a problem with showing love or showing affection to somebody who they friend because they feel like they don't want to be, quote unquote, you know what I'm saying, like a rider or something like that. But, bro, I just want you to say, like, in my life, I like what you're doing with yours. And I emulate a lot of stuff that you taught me. So I just want to, you know what I'm saying, give you that shout out. Give you your flowers while you're here. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. So, uh... So when when did you start getting into like uh money management and stuff like that as far as like the way you uh you you carry yourself? Well, um when I was in high school, uh I really didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like my mother had money, but sometimes I was tired of taking all her money cuz she she'd be like, uh, yeah. Like type of stuff. She even was though, poor like all our other saying, goddamn parents. Even though I was a kid, but yeah. she she had she got seven kids. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. So um I told her, like, yo, I want to sell, like, candy and stuff in school. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went to school. Now, this was high school? Yeah, this was high school. You know what grade? Uh, I started in, I think, my junior year. All right. Junior All or right. sophomore year, one of them. So I, I would carry two heavy book bags to school, get on the light rail. I walked the rest of the way to school. 
And um, I would have like 50 cent juices in my bag. I would have uh, the number one seller was these uh, these candy strips, okay, like sour strips or whatever. I forgot right. what they, I think it was like the sour, ropes. yeah, I know it's sour patches, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. So I would take those to the school, sell them for like 10, 15 cents a piece, a strip, a strip. Inflation to the gods, and, boy. Uh, I mean, I was I was killing it, and yeah. then eventually I was like, nah, I got I got to charge a quarter because yeah. uh, at one point they was getting like ten for a dollar. Then I was like, nah, I gotta sell them for a quarter. Did you have any competition, or was this a monopoly type of thing? Uh, this this was a monopoly. I mean, other people tried, but they yeah. they wound up getting caught and suspended and yeah. all this other stuff because they wasn't low key with it. Okay, and me, I was low key with it. Then eventually, like the security guards and everybody else found out, and they they was cool with it. So. Okay, fun fact, bro. When I was in high school, shout out my man Sharif, bro. I gotta take a clip from this. So in high school, I used to sell candy too, bro. Me and Sharif was freshmen, right? So my man Sharif came with the idea of telling the chocolates and the, and the gum and stuff. It's Ten cents for a strip of gum. Gum was thirty cent, twenty five cent back then. Fun fact about me. I used to sell gun for 10 cents, and I used to get the money to Sharif, bro, like half of my profits. Where's mom? We used to do that. Yeah, Fun dope. fact about me. That's dope, bro. Selling candy, that's the first signs of a, of a, of a future millionaire. That's dope. Uh, so what was it like growing up with a single parent? Uh, growing up with a single parent was, to me, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, my mother would be at work all day or whatever, uh, me and my brothers and sisters, we had each other, so uh, we would just... Do fun stuff mm. Whether it was uh, Leaving out the house When we wasn't supposed to Go ride the bikes We'd be at the beach All types of different stuff Yeah So I think that was Really all of us Like like that's just, If anybody ever grew up In a building type of atmosphere Or even projects Because it wasn't The projects of course But Just that type of atmosphere Where Everybody got their own apartment But it's like It's a family unit Type of vibe I think everybody kids was doing stuff they ain't supposed to because they didn't you didn't have any fears or anything like that because it's like you safe in the building type of thing. Right. But what I was referring to is um before I even got to the building. Okay. Uh I don't know if anybody not a lot of people know this, but I used to live in Alaska too. Okay. So it what was the fuck like, was y'all doing in Alaska? I mean my mother just moved out there. So, it has to first of all, hold on. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. My it's not gonna be no excuse for moving to Alaska, bro. Just say you never asked auntie, bro. My mother. <laughs> she just wanted to move to Alaska. I guess she, I don't know. I guess she was done with, because she, she was from Newark. I guess she was done done with Newark or something. I don't know. Newark, Newark I is was, a reason to move to Alaska. I really don't know the exact reason, but yeah. she moved to Alaska, took all of us with her. Okay. And uh, when we were out there, we, uh, I mean, we started doing us. Yeah. She would go to work. We would go outside, be doing us, and then all all the other kids out there, they they looked up to us, so they started following us and stuff like that. Cause y'all was from a faster paced town and stuff like that. Right, yeah, right, yeah, that's dope, man. So, uh, do you have any regrets from your childhood that if you had a chance to change them, you would? Anything that you could change? Is it anything that you would be like, if I had one thing I could have changed, I would have changed that. I mean, well, uh, my next door neighbor, uh, my one of my best friends. Uh, his name his name is Derek. Mm-hmm. Also known as Deval. Yeah, they, I talk about him all the time on here. Um, we, I'm not gonna say we had a falling out. We didn't have a falling out, but it was just certain stuff that separates people as you get older. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't go ghost on anybody, mm-hmm. but it was just like certain stuff I couldn't deal with and be around. Mm-hmm. 
and we had a, like a mutual understanding. Yeah. But it's like when you sitting there watching somebody go through certain stuff, you got to be there for them. And I feel like I wasn't always there. Yeah. Even though I was there, I, like I was giving advice, trying to help change stuff. But I feel like I could have done more. That's what's up. I never, I never knew that. I never knew that. So, that, that's that's crazy that you said that. So I always talk about Val on here. So I get what you saying. I get where you coming from. But the the story from the story from my perspective is, you didn't do nothing wrong. It wasn't nothing like that. So for people who don't know or don't know the backstory, Deval is somebody who we all grew up with, and I talk about him all the time. Him and Max, him and Max are two people that we lost due to you know what I'm saying gun violence and stuff like that. Um, what I would say is this, bro. So this there's a story to give people the backstory is. Quadir has always been like a good dude, always been, you know what I'm saying, head forward, working, trying to help out his moms. Deval, Max, me, we were the ones who were just straightforward. We were out in the streets. So with that being said, it came a time where people wasn't hanging around us because we was doing negative stuff, which you couldn't be around. That's just what it was. You didn't you didn't want to be around. I wish I had the mindset that you had back then, but as far as how you live now, with that being on your brain and your heart and your chest where it's like, damn, maybe we could have spent more time or maybe it's not your fault, bro. These streets, these streets from the get go, they they going they going to chew you up and spit you out. So never think that it was your fault, because I think that a bunch of times because uh, stuff that people don't know is like I talked to a few of my close friends about it the night that it happened. Like he was calling me and it was a big argument, but it's nothing I could have did. Everybody choose their own path or whatever. And it's like, don't, don't blame yourself for stuff. It happens. It happens, but he's still here with us, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? It it is what it is, bro. But that's the reason that I feel like we all are a little bit closer now because we cherish those friendships because of stuff like that happening. So don't blame yourself for stuff that, you know what I'm saying, you have no control over. You just chose a better a better path than us, bro, and, and, and you rewarded for it by more life. You know what I'm saying? So that's just it. But uh, let's just move on for it getting a little bit too emotional up here. So um, because you grew up with your mom, do you feel as though there were times you wanted to quit school and try to help out? When I was uh, senior year, um, I actually almost gave up on school. Where? Because uh, I, I wasn't really feeling school. Like, when I was senior year, I felt like the the world was about to end. Because it's like everybody was getting into these colleges and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, me, I really didn't have a college of choice at the time. And uh, I had a dream of being a professional wrestler. Okay. So I would talk to the guidance counselors there, and um, they were basically telling me like, like, yo, you you're, you're kind of crazy. You should um think about going to S County College, and uh, I didn't really. They said wanna, you kind of crazy because you wanted to be a wrestler. It's, it's not everybody. Mm-hmm. Like the principal at the school, um, he even even today he's like, yo, you still doing that wrestling thing? You know, you're not getting any younger. So he'll talk to me and be like, yo, like, yeah, what are you doing? That's, is that's that still one of your dreams? Being a wrestler is still my dream. Like, I, I'm i not going to say that I want to be in the WWE, but even if I just was able to perform in a ring. As like a hobby type of thing? As a hobby. Is it hard to get into that? It's not hard. I mean, there's some people who 
break through the glass ceiling and because it's basically like you gotta it's, it's like being an artist like like you gotta like have have momentum you gotta have a social media presence and then like they start thinking about letting you in right well if you can be um like on an independent independent scene mm-hmm. so basically to become become a professional wrestler all you have to do is go to a uh wrestling school okay they got a school specifically for that where they teach you the moves they teach NBC. you the basics yeah they teach you how to talk on the mic and like they teach you about different personas and stuff like that. Okay. So for anybody who wants to be a professional wrestler, like that's step one, get into a wrestling school. So once you get through the wrestling school, obviously it's up to you. You got to keep showing up for class. You got to work out. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure you work on your mic skills. And then that's when doors open. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, what was your most memorable moment growing up in North North? Was it ever just a time where it felt like out-of-body experience, like, yo, this is probably one of the funnest times I ever had? My most memorable moments growing up in North Newark is, I would just say, being a part of uh, 2551 or... Shout out the family, bro. We in here, bro. Other people know it as um, the colonnades. I mean, anybody who lived in the colonnades that was our age was outside doing the stuff that I was doing, having fun. Yeah, yeah. We would play Ding Dong Ditch. Yeah. Uh, Which that was the dumbest thing ever. Now that I think about it as a 30-year-old, how the fuck do you play Ding Dong Ditch in an apartment building? Worst fucking thing. I'm, I still can't figure that out either because the building is just <laughs> like each floor is a long hallway. Word. And you hear mad steps, bro. Like every step echoes. So how the fuck did we do that, bro? <laughs> each step is a long hallway. I mean, you have security guards chasing word, you. Word, word. People come out their house chasing you. But, I mean, it was just a different time period. Now, Yeah, it's like kids are different. Mm-hmm. They can't experience that type of stuff because, number one, when we was doing it, wasn't no cameras around. Word. They put cameras on every floor. They don't got yeah. different security. Like, before, the building will have, like, their own personal security. Word. Now it's, like, outsourced. So you'll have, like, security like Sterling out there. And now, now this in this time period, people don't play those type of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. So, like, you're not going to kick somebody's door and think you're going to get away with it because they're going to find out who you are. And, I mean, obviously, it, it goes from there. Yeah. I did that shit. So one day, one day we was playing Ding Dong Ditch, and I just, I don't know, bro. I was like a different type of child. Like I wanted to, I wanted to do stuff to people. It was funnier when you did stuff like that to like people you know. So one day we was playing Ding Dong Ditch, and I was like, yo, let's just do my grandmother building. I mean, let's do my grandmother apartment, bro. So I had my grandfather kept coming to the door. He was mad as hell. That shit was so funny to me. I don't know. I like doing stuff to people who I know. That's devious shit. So let's get into it straight, straight up. Uh, so we know that you're a firefighter. So how did how did you become a firefighter and what was the reason you became one? All right. So when I was younger, my older brother, he wanted to become a firefighter. Okay. So I heard him talking about it. And then um, when I was living in Alaska, they had like a 4th of July. Like the 4th of July out there was different. Like okay. the firefighters would come out. They would uh, obviously like they'll do fireworks and stuff all day. And people would throw money on the ground. So like as a young kid, me and my sister, we would pick up the money or whatever. And then um, we we came in contact with these firefighters who had, like, a smokehouse. And mind you, we were, like, five. So they had, like, a smokehouse where they, they simulated, like, a, a burning building or, like, a smoky house or whatever. And uh, I, I kind of liked that. So then when I grew up, I was like, oh, I don't really want to be a firefighter. So then one of my friends, he was a firefighter in East Orange. Okay. And he was telling me about the schedule. 
And I was like, yo, that schedule don't sound too bad. It's kind of right. better than my current situation. Yeah. So tell them what the schedule is, like how, how firefighters work, because I don't think a lot of people know that. Like, you, so, you blew my mind when you told me. So this isn't everywhere, but specifically in Newark. Okay. Uh, you work one 24-hour shift, and then you're off for three three days or 70, 72 hours. Okay. And then it repeats. You you work for another 24 hours, and you're off for 72 so hours. So you basically doing—so so this is this is how it is. So you basically doing three shifts— and then you off for three days. No, you work one twenty-four hour shift. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But but twenty-four is twenty-four is three eight-hour shifts basically. Yeah, you get what I'm yeah. saying. Mm. So basically, you work twenty-four hours straight, and then you off for the next three seventy-two hours. Correct. It's freaking amazing. If Amazon had that, I would do it. <laughs> I would just do that shit if Amazon had that. But continue on though. So that's dope. Yeah. So I like the schedule, and then um. In terms of becoming a firefighter, first mm-hmm. of all, you got to take the civil service, civil service test. Okay. Um, if you can somehow pass that, I don't know what the requirement is, but obviously you got to score higher than most other people that are applying. Mm-hmm. So once you take the test and get a decent score, the people that are higher up on the list, like got the, the highest scores, they get sent um, mail first. Yeah. So basically, it's like, hey, this is civil service. Um, do you still want to be a firefighter? And they'll tell you your your rank and how you scored and all that. And then you just got to send a letter back like, oh, uh, my name is such and such. I live here. Yes, I'm still interested. Then they will um, send you another letter like, oh, okay. Um, you got to go to open house. Okay. When you go to open house, they give you like a, a thick packet with like probably like 80 pages of stuff that you have to And do. that's going to get you ready for the test. No, so this is after the test. Okay, so the civil service test is the test for to be a firefighter. Yes, and what about the physical? I thought you had to do a physical. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna get to that. I bet. So once you fill out the application and every everything mm-hmm. after you go to open house, um, that application packet is like eighty pages, and they ask you like some deep stuff. They want to know every school. Open ended questions and stuff. No, the application is like they asking you like where you went to school. They they want copies of your birth certificate, uh, social security. So basically, like Um, a background check. Yeah, it's a thorough background check. Okay. So then and then they um they ask you to get a lot of stuff notarized to make sure you ain't lying and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then you have to turn in the application before the deadline. And then you gotta wait some more. They send you another letter like, "Oh, um, you have you have to go and take the um, the physical." All right. So the physical is nothing more than like an obstacle course. Uh, you climbing ladders, you uh, dragging holes around, you running up and down uh, simulated steps. Um, you open up like a fake hydrant and different stuff like that, which is uh, to me is mostly cardio. Yeah, yeah. When I seen when I seen that, cause unfortunately was trying to get me in, there, I couldn't do that. I'm like, hell, man, nigga, I'm almost three hundred pounds. Like my fat ass ain't doing no shit. <laughs> a motherfucker gonna die on my watch, boy. But after that, what you gotta do? So yeah, so once you get through the physical, um, then you gotta sit and wait some more. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you still interested? You gotta send another letter. Like, yeah, I'm still interested. So then, um, once everything is all situated. I think you got to take a uh, like a psych test. Okay. So they send everybody that uh, I guess is going to be in your class or whatever to like a, a doctor, and um, you you take like a um, multiple choice test, mm-hmm. 
and you're sitting there for a while, then you wait for the doctor, then doctors like ask you questions and seeing how you're gonna react. Like they'll ask you like personal questions and like try to twist the question up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And try see to see if it's a different right. answer. Yeah. Would so it get how you long, to show some type of emotion? Yeah. So how long was this whole process? Uh, for me, the process took. I think like three years because I took I was the about test. To say, that, shit, that was long, bro. Like when you was doing this, I remember like I was just like, yo, this ain't over yet. So my situation, I took the test in 2015. I got a response back probably like a couple months later. Mm-hmm. But I got a letter from Carney. Okay. Carney, New Jersey. They were like, am I, am I interested? And I was number three on the list. So I was like, heck yeah, I'm interested. So I filled out the application. And then uh, weeks later, they had an open house telling a lot of people to defer because they only had a certain amount of positions available. Yeah. So they were telling them to defer to other other cities. And uh, I was like, no, nah, I'm sticking with it because I'm number three on the list. Word. Ain't no, there's no way it's not a position available for me. Yeah. So then uh, they call us back. They're like, oh, you got to fill out the application again. So I had to do everything all over again. Mm. And uh, at that point, I was like, all right, I did it. So then... Um, I get a, a letter in the mail saying, oh, you failed to show up to open house. Uh, you have to pay a $20 fee. Um, and basically, you had to go to court and fight for yourself. Yeah, that's saying that's, that you didn't get a letter in the so mail. You, and all so you, so you basically nixed the Kearney one and went straight to Newark. So I nixed the Kearney one. And then uh, Newark, uh, they sent me a letter. Okay. And uh, at that point, I was like, man, I'm done with this. I don't feel like doing this all over again because yeah. it, it was a lot of stuff. Yeah, it sounded like it is. Yeah, it messes, messes with your mind. So at that point, I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. So then uh, I go to work one day, and uh, my brother's like, yo, the police at the door. I'm like, what they want? They like, he like, they looking for you. I'm like, what do they want? He's like, they want to tell me. So they wind up coming to my job. And uh, I'm scared. As, I'm scared. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all don't know how straightforward this guy is. I'm talking about never did. I don't. Did you? Did you ever steal lip balm or something? You never sold Carmax or nothing. Nah. Straightforward as they come. Real talk. Like if I had to give one person in the world my social and it not be my parents, it would definitely be this guy. So you mean to tell me when the police came, were you worried? You were scared. I know you were scared. I was trying to figure out what I did. I mean. What if you would have went to jail? That would have been amazing. I would have called you a thug <laughs> at all, bro. That would have been so amazing. Nah, I can't. I can't go to jail. <laughs> what did they say? Um, so they showed up at my job, and uh, I get a call from the office, like on a loudspeaker, and they like, uh, Shabazz, come to the to the main to the main lobby. Yeah, come to the main lobby is is two cops standing there. And uh, I'm like, yo, I want to go somewhere private because I ain't want the security guards, everybody else to know what he's talking about. So uh, I'm, I'm like nervous, and they like, oh, we just here to find out why you ain't show up for um Court. The open house. Oh, oh, open house. Okay. Yeah, open house. And I, I was telling them like, um, I applied to Carney, and I, I was through with it. And they were like, um, are you still interested? And I was like, you they know what? They needed people. I am. Yeah. So from there, I received the letter, and and that's when you did the whole process. Yeah, and I did everything over. Again. Okay, that's cool. So being being such an important part of safety, do you feel like being a fighter, fighter, an ambulance person is swept under the rug when it comes to importance as an emergency worker? I feel like firefighters. Um, well, I guess certain cities don't get the respect they deserve. Yeah, because um, first of all, people don't understand the stuff that you have to 
endure witness yeah uh endure physically and mentally so um I feel I feel like people don't like respect us enough. With y'all, definitely not respected like cops. I feel like we got more respect than cops, but y'all should get more respect because when I feel like I feel like y'all don't get as much respect as cops. But on the flip side, people rock with y'all more than cops. You get what right, I'm saying? Right. Because and I, and I appreciate that. I yeah, appreciate yeah, the rock yeah, with yeah. us more than cops. But then some people, like especially being from the hood, they still look at you like. Like yeah, that's regular. I think that's just because you black, motherfucker. That ain't right. that ain't because you a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you a that's because you a nigga. <laughs> but uh, so, do you have like a crazy fireman story, like like saving a life or a bad accident or something? Um, Craziest shit you seen? Come on. I haven't really witnessed anything crazy. Too crazy. Like, all right, yeah. The I I had I went to a fire where. This guy was outside and he was yelling like, "My house is burning!" Like, kind of yeah. like in tears that yeah. his, his house was going up in flames. Right. But as far as the most difficult thing for me to do was, um, most times you got to respond to like what's called the washdown, and that's like when there's like blood in the street. Like, oh. so maybe somebody got shot. They not they didn't necessarily have to die, but maybe they got shot. Yeah, and um, they would call us because we gotta like. Take the hose out and mm-hmm. wash Spray the, the blood ground, away. Yeah. So, oh, do you, do y'all have to deal with the uh, with like the with like the damn? We call it dip, but it's like PCP heads and stuff like that. Y'all got to deal with stuff like that. Uh, sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Okay. Okay. Uh, now that you are a firefighter, do you feel as though you would do it again, or would you advise other people that it's a good career to join? I think that um. I mean, obviously, as time goes on and I get older, mm-hmm. I'm starting to get into that mode of doing for self. Yeah. So, I'm a firefighter, and people are like, oh, like you don't seem happy. Like you got yeah. a good career, and I'm like, it's not about that. It's you're that, just not settling. Yeah, I don't want to settle, and I want to do for self. Yeah, without having to get up and go to a job or answer to other people. Because even though you're a firefighter, you still gotta answer to other people. Right. So, um, I I mean, I don't really want to talk about the firefighting lot. I really want to get into this money thing because I like talking about how, how you be running it up. So, just the last question about uh, the firefighter, and then we're going to get into this crypto thing. So, give me two pros and two cons of being a fighter fighter. So, one of both. So, uh, so one of one of both. So, um, a pro would be the schedule. Okay. The con would be, obviously, you got to do a 24-hour shift. So, sometimes that could, yeah. like... It's a, it's a mental thing. That's, yeah, that twenty four hours is hard. Another yeah. one, one more pro and one more con. So another pro would be that we eat good meals. I was about to say that, but I just didn't want to sound like a fat nigga, <laughs> bro. These guys have some magnificent cooks on schedule. Like they y'all cook for yourself, and it's like a kitchen and all. Well, I mean, it de- it depends on the house that you're in. Like my current house, we don't really. Cook like we should, like but y'all eat good. Wow, yeah, like we eat good. Yeah, but uh, my last house that I was at was um, fire. That was the one I was talking about. We we had like a main chef. Word. Uh, shout Bro, out Angel Garcia. It's certain. Sh- it's certain firehouses that got good cooks there. I'll be saving lives for the rest of my life, bro, to eat good, bro. <laughs> Fat ass nigga, bro. One more. One more con. Uh, another con would be um, 
I, I just hate following. I, I, I get it. I get why they have it, but I, I hate following the, the chain of command thing. Mm, you feel like you got to run it past too many people. Right. Cool. We're going to leave that at that. Now, let's get into the real heavy hitter stuff. So when did crypto uh, get into the picture? So uh, crypto came into the picture in uh, 2017. Okay. So basically, right, if you guys don't know that, correct me if I'm wrong, that's right when Bitcoin had this little flop and all of that. Or was it about to? Well, Bitcoin was on the rise Okay, around that time. Okay. And this so this is before it had the, the, the flop? Well, it depends on what flop you're talking about. Cause, so the uh, first flop was when? When was it? 20 what? So in 2017, I, I don't really remember the numbers, but I know Bitcoin was probably like around like a couple hundred to a, maybe a thousand dollars, something okay. like that, and then um, it jumped up to uh, I think around like three thousand, three thousand oh, dollars. So this maybe, was so this was after more. the flop. This was after the flop when it started coming back up again. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So 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 go ahead on. So uh, started getting into crypto in like 2017, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the summer. Me and uh, two of my coworkers were just chilling lunchtime. We really didn't have too much to do that day. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we're looking up like dark web videos on YouTube, and they're like, "Yo, y'all, y'all heard of Bitcoin?" And I'm like, "Bitcoin." It sounded familiar because I definitely heard about it when I when I went back into my memory. I definitely heard about it probably like 2015 when I was on Xbox Live, like people like talking about buying yeah Bitcoin for other stuff or whatever. But uh, yeah, they were breaking it down to me, and from that day, I I started looking it up, and um, it was easy to me because I had already done the stock market thing and like. 2012 when I started the stock market. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like the same thing. And uh, I, I just called one. And ever since, I've just been looking it up, doing research, and getting my feet wet. Did you ever hear about the dude who I think this was like, I want to say like 2010. I, I probably could read your mind. The pizza guy. Yo. Yeah. How many How many, How many? many bitcoins did he buy that pizza with? Um, I think he used 10,000 bitcoins. 10,000? <laughs> Bitcoins to buy one pizza back in 2010. I don't know if it's Domino's, Pizza Hut, whoever it was, somebody sitting on it some was, real um, coins, bro. He bought Papa John's. Papa John's. And how much is a Bitcoin right now? When you check the market this um, morning, where we at right now? I didn't look at the market this morning, but I know Bitcoin was around like 39,000, 39,000 for one. He bought it with 10,000 Bitcoins. Yeah. What? What is so if you if somebody if somebody knew who who not in the cryptocurrency if somebody asked you what is cryptocurrency what would you explain it as? I would just say cryptocurrency is like money is money that right now it's like volatile like it moves up and down. Okay. But in the future, like it's gonna be more stable. But mm-hmm. it's just something that is is a form of. Payment, currency, yeah. A form of currency that you're going to be using in the future. Yeah. So, And it's something that's not government regulated as of yet. It's right. starting it, up. It's, it's, starting it's up. not regulated, but they, they definitely are coming out with regulations. Yeah, they're they trying to start coming with it. Like Even right. like when you when you take the money out of the, the crypto uh, market, they're trying to like put a tax on it when it's coming into your account now. whole lot of stuff they're working on. Um, knowing how volatile the market is, what makes you stay in the market throughout the ups and downs? Well... See me, I'm different. I'm thinking about like there's a lot of people that grew up in a time where the dot com bubble happened. I don't know if you're not familiar with that, it's basically when the internet basically took off. Okay. So you had a lot of these um tech companies like Yahoo, Verizon, Google, Amazon coming out and uh 
they had stocks and nobody nobody every, hopped on them. Not a lot of people hopped on them. Smart people did. And it was and it was a lot of negativity towards them too. Like, oh, this not gonna work. Every big company that we got right now started from the same type of thing as crypto cryptocurrency, basically. A world that nobody knew nothing about, and because they didn't know anything about it, they basically walked away from it. Yeah, they basically turned it down and instead of trying to do research and try to figure it out. Yeah. You feel me? So that's kind of like the same thing that's happening with crypto. Mm-hmm. Like back then, these companies, they had stocks and people, certain people bought them, smart people did. Yeah. And if you were smart, you held that stock in that company Word. until a later date when the price or the the value of your shares yeah. increased in value. So I want people to understand what's going on right now. We talking about at a time when the internet just started. I'm talking about when you used to hook the phone jack to the computer. Right. And if somebody called your house, they would mess up your connection. This is right. how far we're talking about. This is when Amazon, AOL, all of that stuff was first popping up. Nobody knew what to do with it. So they basically said it was a waste of time. And look at it now. Look at Amazon right now, bro. I right. think I'm waiting on a package and today. Then, and then not only that, yeah, Amazon is a big company, but think about what the share price was? Yeah, back then. How Those, do you have a do you have a reference or know like how much it was back then? Just to give people an idea. I I know it was less than a hundred dollars. Yeah, and and how much is it now? Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, I've seen it at about seventeen hundred dollars. Nigga, probably, you it's know, probably, it's probably more you than probably, that. Do you got Amazon? Be real. I don't own Amazon. Okay, all right. We'll talk about that later. All right. Speaking about the volatility of the market, what's the biggest loss you have taken in the market as far as crypto? Throw a number out there. It depends on the definition of loss. See, I feel like you Now take a, explain it and then answer both of those questions. So if I buy something at 10 cents and it goes up to a dollar. Yeah, that's right? crazy. That's a big jump. I made 10 times on money. Yeah. So if that... Same thing that was ten cents go back down to fifty cents. I don't consider that a loss. I'm still up. Yeah, that's not a loss. No, no, no. I'm talking about when you buy in at ten cent and it go down to five. So in the crypto market, this is the thing about the crypto market. If and I and I tell my friends and family this all the time, if you bought in when I was like really telling you about it, you're not at a loss right now. Nah, you're not. Unless you bought like a, a meme coin, like yeah. unless you're just following like trends on TikTok. My, stuff like that Like um, There's a coin Shiba Shiba Inu Or Shiba Inu Yeah Shiba Inu Named after the dog I don't know Yeah why. so A lot of people Made a lot of money And then a lot of people Lost. After they saw The little TikTok videos They decided to jump in When it was already At it's all time high Yeah And then Once you buy it At all time high And it drops You basically Stuck you, you, you gotta decide Like do I continue To lose all my money Or do yeah. I take some I feel like a lot of people jump into the crypto world without knowing and just following trends. That's the worst thing you could do, bro. Right. Because so, you have to really under with money, I feel like that's something that you can't really play with. You gotta really you gotta really know what's going on, know the backstory. A lot of people are in the crypto market or in any any market and they don't even follow like like most people don't even know what white pages are. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like a lot of people jump on trends instead of really watching their money. If you want to get rich, I'm not going to say this is not the game for you, but it's something that it comes with time. And it's something that you have to realize that your money has to to make it. It has to make these moves over time. It's not something that happens overnight. People think they can get in with $100 and they want to make $10 million real quick. I don't feel like it's that type of game. Right. So the crypto market, 
even though some people can't believe it, mm-hmm. you could literally put a hundred dollars into something. It can happen. You could put a hundred dollars into something and make a million dollars. Yeah, but it's it depends on how early you got in. Mm-hmm. So people that were into crypto in 2017 and they held it because they knew what the future Hell. had in uh, store. Yeah, are looking pretty good right now. Yeah, like. I know this is probably a question you're gonna ask me. Oh, what uh, crypto are you looking forward to yeah. investing in, or what's your most favorite one? Yeah, don't, don't rush my outline. Um, don't say nothing because I don't want to get to that part yet. Right, because <laughs> I feel like that's gonna open up a big conversation. So look, let's let's since you told me the biggest, you took, feel like you never had a loss. What's the biggest gain you had in the crypto game? The biggest gain, I well, what I saw on my account was. <laughs> hey, can I get a cash thing? This nigga said what I saw in my account. What I saw in my account was almost a mil. Okay. Biggest almost a mil. That's crazy. So 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 this is this is the stuff that I be wanting to tell people about. I don't I don't I don't be wanting to tell a lot of the stuff that be going on, like as far as like family and stuff like that, because I don't want to put business out there. But we not just talking to somebody who had like little gains. Like I feel like a lot of people who talk about the crypto, they had like a couple dollars here, a couple dollars here. This is what made me get into it. For me to get into something, if you want me to be interested, show me bank. I don't give a fuck about how you got there. Show me that you made bank off of it. And when I seen his account, I was like, oh, this is some real shit because he on some Jeff Bezos shit. So uh, what a lot of people don't know about you is... Even though, even though my bro is is really making money out here in this crypto world and in life and saving, it's not just him making money that makes him a a, a millionaire in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm talking about mentality wise, a millionaire. So with bro, bro still has his first car. Didn't change it yet. I go through a car like probably once a year. Bro still, you know what I'm saying, helps his mom out and still stays with his mom. Doesn't doesn't feel like. He needs to move out right now because you have a goal in your mind and you're not you're not straying from it. So a lot of people think like, yo, I want to have a million dollars so I can buy this, this and that. You setting up yourself to be comfortable and wealthy for the rest of your life. You don't want the fame and everything else like that. You really want to have a life where it's stress free and you setting it up for your future. You know what I'm saying? Offspring or whatever like that. So I just want people to understand that when you talk about really having your life together and getting together, you have to have a mindset for stuff like this, bro. my man's still riding around in his in his first car, bro. I'm probably like 15 cars in right now since I've been driving. Real talk, bro. So it's like when I look at you on certain stuff, it's like, yo, like how is he doing that? People look at the outcome instead of looking at what's the formula that you did to, to get this process. And it's not easy doing what you do, bro. Right. Uh, it's definitely not easy. Like sometimes I be like, damn, let me, let me, I should just spend more money or. Yeah. Just get that new car. You'll 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 be you'll be happy or whatever. And then I'm like, uh, especially with crypto. Yeah. Like, do I spend what thirty, forty, fifty k on a car right now, yeah. or do I invest that money in a crypto? And that's the craziest part about it to me too, bro. A lot of people say, ah, I need a new car, or I think I'm about to get a new car because they just want it. It's nothing wrong with the car they got now, stuff like that. So with stuff like that, it's a different situation when. Fuck financing a car. You got the money to buy a couple in your account, and you like, listen, I don't need to do that. Like, I'll wait till this, this motherfucker stop running, and then I'll get a car. I just want to take my hats off to you because I feel like as a race and culture, we not taught to save, bro. Like, 
our parent, like my 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 dad, he tried to instill that into me. But when I look at a lot of friends and stuff, we don't know how to save or we don't know how to set goals. All we were taught was get a job, work, do the best you could do, uh, and, and supply your family. We know, now we're getting into the mindset of, bro, take care of people when you're gone. Like, nigga, we got to set up a lineage. So not only I'm just rich, nigga, my whole name, title, family is rich for generations to come. So I feel like you setting yourself up for that. Definitely. I mean, that's that's definitely that's definitely the goal. Yeah. To um, because all right, my main thing is to not have to work for anybody. Yeah. So to not have to work for anybody, you got to set put different things into play, and saving and investing obviously is one of them. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you got to have other side hustles and stuff like that too. So, okay. So now we could talk about what you want to talk about. What is your favorite cryptocurrency right now in the game? My favorite cryptocurrency is XRP. Uh, some people know it as Ripple, but it's really mm-hmm. XRP. And you still, you still. So if, if if you guys don't know, Ripple Ripple has had a little little situation the, the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I got into Ripple. That was the first cryptocurrency I ever got into, and I couldn't even get into it at the time because as a black person, my credit was so fucked up I couldn't even get a bank account. So I had to send Quadir money for him to put money on XRP for me. This is in 2017. And when I start seeing that shit move, he called me and said, see, you only put $50. I told you to put then like a stack in there. You would have been good right now. And that's when I started focusing on the game. So with XRP, like like what 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 makes that your favorite type of crypto? Well, first of all, XRP is a decentralized currency, meaning that you don't need any, you don't need to go through banks to send money to somebody. And it's also a, a form of cross border payment. Which is so cross border payment means that I could send if I'm in the United States and you're in like China somewhere, I could send you XRP and you'll get it within three seconds as long as you got a XRP wallet. So explain it for layman's terms for regular people, because I had to make him explain it a million times before I really understood what it was. So basically, let's just say your family is from where you from, Marv? Dominican Republic. I want to send something to Dominican Republic, and it's basically all I got is Western Union or something like that. That's going to take maybe a half an hour to an hour, and they're going to charge me. What this cryptocurrency XRP is, is if I want to transfer money to my cousin or wherever, wherever they are, it's no charge. It's probably like a like a, a percentage of well, one cent. Well, with, XR, with XRP, it's... Less than a penny. Less than a penny to send whatever amount that you want. Right. And it'll get there in three seconds in their bank account. All they need is an internet connection. All they need is a phone. A phone. Some type of internet connection. Yeah. yeah. And an internet connection and they and they could get it. And, they, they and that's amazing. And, and what that is is the government doesn't like that because you're basically chopping down a bunch of companies who basically make a living from transfers and bank transfers throughout the day. So you're basically, it's basically like a war against the government when you really look at it from a yeah, bigger perspective. Yeah, a war on banks too. Yeah. So that's the main thing. A lot of people look at cryptocurrency and they think like, oh, uh, I'm just getting into it to make money. That's not the game. When, when the person, uh, what was his name? Nakamoto? What's his name? Satoshi Nakamoto. Satoshi Nakamoto. This is the person that made Bitcoin. Now, nobody knows who he is. You just got to watch the documentaries. I'll probably put one in the link down down below. But uh, what he did was he made the cryptocurrency. So basically, it's, it's basically a battle against banks to where you can control your own money. And they're not charging you interest on something they're letting somebody else borrow. 
Correct. So a lot of people, so a lot of people don't know. For every hundred dollars that you let a bank borrow, they let they borrow that hundred dollars out ten times before you touch it again. For the most part, ten right. to a hundred times. So and they're charging you interest and only paying. They're charging other people interest on your money and they're only paying you maybe one percent for right. a whole year. But not only that, like. Think about how many people deposit money into the bank. Yeah. If everybody at the same time went to the bank to try to withdraw that money that they have in there. They couldn't. It'll be impossible because they don't have it. They don't have it. They don't have it on hand. So basically what, what happens is, and correct me if I'm wrong, the bank, once you deposit the money to the bank, the bank either puts it somewhere or something, but they're lending out more money than they have. Right. So, so yeah, go ahead. I, I think the banks are only supposed to have... Um, 10%, I think, of the money that people deposit. Okay. So if 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 the collective of people deposit $1,000, the bank literally only has to keep $100. And they can they can borrow out up to, a, well, more than $1,000. They can borrow that out maybe 10, 15 times. Right. And so basically they borrowed out 15000 and you only have $100 on hand. That's a hell, that's crazy. Right, so... When there's a lot of stuff going on in the world and everybody's rushing to the bank to withdraw money and they had those uh, those shortages, mm-hmm. um, that's that's the reason why. Because everybody can't go and take their money out at the same time. That's wild, yo. Do you feel as though do you feel as though they really control the market and what is going on in the cryptocurrency world, like the government, or do you feel like it's really something that that we are fighting for as far as like free from from uh the government and stuff like that? I feel like the government is suppressing the prices of certain cryptos to 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 make sure that they don't go up like they're supposed to. They keep it at a certain price. They'll play games with you, make the price go up, make it go down. But in all reality, if you look at the prices today, mm-hmm. come back to crypto in like the next five years, the prices are going to be so astronomical. Yeah, it's so, gonna be like it's gonna be like damn near like a, a fucking. It's gonna be where you where you see Bitcoin at. Let's start there. Where you see Bitcoin at? And and no 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 no. You know what? No no. Let's not do that. Where do you see the crypto market in the next ten years? I see the the crypto market being worth trillions and trillions of dollars in the next couple of years. Because something that you guys don't know, and I'm not gonna go into it deep. I'm definitely I definitely have to put a link below so they can really understand. Uh. As far as Bitcoin, let's just talk about that one because that's the main one everybody knows. It's only going to be... So Bitcoin mining is a thing. Every day they're running uh, algorithms and stuff to make sure that nobody is still in. You can't, basically. It's, it's a checks and balance system. Right. Now, at the end of 2022 or 2020, 2022 or 2024? What about it? Uh, when all of the Bitcoin will be mined. What year is that? I think it's 2022 or 2024. No, I don't... I don't think it's going to be mined in our lifetime. You don't think so? No. All of them. Because they're slowing down the process. Right. The way it is, is, it takes longer and longer and longer to right. mine. So you need more higher, higher-powered computers or miners. The, as the, farther, the farther we go, the harder it is, basically. That's, right. that's how the algorithm works. Now, the thing about it is, once it comes to the end of it, it's only going to be 21 million Bitcoin. That's it. Right. So, so imagine it only being a certain amount of dollars made. It'll never be any more made. The price on those dollars is going to shoot through the roof. Correct. Exactly. So right. that's the whole game about Bitcoin is that they can't control it and they can't make more. So, and then not only that is that, um, yeah, there's only I don't I don't I, don't, I can't remember the, the exact number, but there, let's let's just say there's 21 million Bitcoin. That's the number. When, I'm holding to that. Right. There's people out there, and I'm pretty sure some people have heard that have Bitcoin or had Bitcoin. And lost it. 
on a wallet and they put like such a crazy password on it because if if you need to protect your your bitcoin you're going to put a super 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 especially when it's a lot secure password yeah and these people had these bitcoins I don't know since um, 2011 since 2012 maybe yeah and they done forgot about it bitcoin done blew up and then now they're trying to get back into their, their wallets with that password. Yeah. And they don't even know what it is. Yeah, I think I think I heard about somebody having um I think it was like eleven or twelve thousand twelve thousand bitcoins on a on a cold storage and like couldn't get in inside of it. Right. So those Bitcoin are lost forever. Yeah, forever. They, you, you'll they, never, never be able to get never them back. Them. So it's basically money sitting on a fifty dollar cold storage that you'll never get back again. That's crazy. Um, are you a fan? Are you a fan of the new Dogecoin trend? We were just talking about trends earlier. I wasn't a fan of the Dogecoin trend. Me neither. I did hop in though. Mm-hmm. How much you got in Dogecoin? I have zero in Dogecoin now. You the, you got out. See, the thing that I, I'm upset about is that I had probably like half a million Dogecoin. Okay. And um. I don't remember what the math was, but I know I, I know it would have been like millions of dollars. Okay, now, right? Yeah. So uh, I think I sold it like a week before it shot up. A week before you, I sold all my Dogecoin a week before it went up. What would you What would you have had? Like, throw a number out there. Probably like two, three mil. That's crazy. Were you you pissed off? I, I, yeah, I was pissed. That was bad. That's that's a bad one right there. I know that's definitely like a bad one. That's a hard hitting one. Um, I I don't like the, I don't like the Doge fan coin. It's just, I'm not gonna lie to you. Sometimes it's just a feeling that I just don't get in this shit. And I'd be like, I'm just gonna leave that alone. Like if they get rich, it is what it is. I feel like, I'm gonna just be real. I love my black people to death. It's too many niggas involved. I don't like when it's a lot of people involved that don't know shit about it, and it's right. like. I'm already dealing with a volatile market. So if for people who don't know, we've been talking about volatility. Volatility is basically how the market is. It can go up or down either way. And what people don't realize is that a year in the stock market is basically one day in cryptocurrency. That's how much the cryptocurrency world moves. And I feel like with too many people that don't know what they're doing, I don't like I don't like how the market can can go with stuff like that. Right. But I feel like you can't worry about what other people are doing because yeah. People that don't know the game, mm-hmm. they'll find a way to mess themselves up anyway. Yeah. Like, again, Dogecoin went up greatly in value, mm-hmm. and more people started to buy it at its all-time high. And then once they did that, what, people started selling. Yeah. They made the market crash. Now those people at the top, they sold for a loss. Like, I had, I literally had people calling me like, yo, Dogecoin went down. What do I do? Like, yo, give me, tell me something else so I can invest in and get my money back real quick. And I'm like, yo, it doesn't work like that. I yeah. told you long term. Even if they still hold Doge yeah. coin now, buy the dip. Yeah, I, f- I feel like you should buy the dip. So buying the dip is when the price of big, the price of a coin goes down. Yeah, you buy more at a cheaper price yeah. instead of selling and taking like a total loss. Yeah. Because, again, all I feel like not every crypto, but majority of cryptos are going to be up in the future. Okay. So so basically basically what he's saying is uh, a lot of people when it comes to especially people 
first of all, let's just say it like this. The cryptocurrency world isn't for people who scared to lose money. It should, you shouldn't have any money in the cryptocurrency world that's for a bill or something like that. Right. This is extra cash. If it's only $10, then that's all you can afford. It has to be something that you can afford to lose, first of all. Second of all, when it, when the market is going down, a lot of people think that's when you try to get out and save your money. That's the purpose of it not being money that's important to you. Because when it goes down, what you do is buy in more so you can have more capital in this. So when Because it has to shoot back up. Because for me, how I look at it is uh, the dips are support when, it, when it's going back up. Mm-hmm. And then the... The come down is uh sorry what what is it called uh it's basically showing uh I guess like restraint or something like that but it's basically it's checking the market to make sure that it's that it has support that's all you're looking for is restraints and 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 support at the bottom and when you start looking into these maps you start looking at it like that a lot of people see the numbers and they get scared no you're looking for trends. And when you see these trends, that's when you buy in. But it's it's going to be more so once you watch a documentary, you'll understand. Right. Um. Um. Are Are you a fan of? Uh, sorry. Uh. Do you have a ten year plan, and can you give any tips? So, what's your ten year plan for Quadia? Um. Uh, my ten year plan. Um. Is to continue to do what I'm doing, like invest in crypto. Mm-hmm. Um. Majority of my money down that's income is going to crypto. Cause that's the future. So yeah. more, more, more than likely, I'm gonna continue to put in the XRP, and uh, I got another one, uh, V Chain, and there, there's there's a whole bunch yeah. of them that you can uh, look out for. Okay, what's uh what's some stuff that we got uh, coming up for you? Like, what's some things you're trying to get into that's 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 branching off to some new some new leads for Quadia? Well. I don't have too many new leads, but there's stuff that you may not know that I'm doing. Like on the side, I have, um, I do sports betting Okay. on the side. So uh, I'm trying to produce more content for uh, my sports betting page, scrape, scrape the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I got, I'm doing the crypto. I actually got a crypto business. I really haven't been like fully involved with it. Like, like starting a crypto? Not starting a crypto, but like it was um like a consulting business. Okay. Okay. So like yeah. basically showing people how to and everything like that. How to do it, what what uh type of cold storage to buy, like oh, how to set up accounts fire. and stuff like that. Why you don't start up like a YouTube channel like that, bro? I mean, I, I just have mad time on my hands, like we're gonna chop it up off the camera. That's right. that's off the camera business. Um so before we get in, this is the last thing. This last thing is called casual questions. Okay? okay. So basically, this is the rules and you have to follow them, okay? Black person, listen, it's gonna be two options. All you have to do is say one, you cannot explain. Okay. At all. Okay, so before we do this, I always like to thank my guests. Thank you so much for coming up here. You have really been, like you know what I'm saying, somebody in in my life that I feel like as a dope person, and especially as a little brother, a lot of people think that they don't have to listen to their little siblings and stuff like that. Me and you always have dope conversations. Mentally, you're way ahead of me, bro. I'm I'm not even going to gas that. I just want to thank you for coming up here, spending time, but especially coming off a 24-hour shift, bro. Like, I'm glad that casual conversations was important enough for you to come up here. So I want to thank you on that before we get into this, bro. Thank you so much for coming up here. Now... Casual questions, all right? You ready for these? It's 10 of them. Run through them real quick. Crypto or firefighter? Crypto. Bitcoin or Ethereum? Ethereum. Ethereum or Cardano? Cardano. 
A hundred thousand? No, no, no. Sorry, a million right now, or a hundred thousand a month for a year? A million right now. You would take that. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I didn't think that. Um, new car or Bitcoin? Bitcoin. Okay. Fifty thousand cash or fifty thousand in crypto? Fifty thousand in crypto. Which crypto? XRP. I bet. Vacation or saving money? Saving money. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Rite Aid or Walgreens? Walgreens. That fucked you up. I know it did. Uh, Popeye's, uh, Popeye's uh, sandwich or Chicken Shack? I mean, sorry, Poppy sandwich or Chicken Shack? Popeye's. Popeye's. Popeye's sandwich. Okay. All right. We'll take that. All right. I want to thank you guys so much. Episode three. It's been amazing. Uh, if you haven't, please like, subscribe, comment. This is your boy Smackabelli the Don with my boy Quadia Shabazz. Episode three, Crypto Epidemic. We out. <laughs>